Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. To the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Oh, what's good, everybody? I feel good today. It is Friday, September 29th, 2023. This is the Early Edge and our weekly props extravaganza. We don't care about money lines today. We do not care about totals today. We care about props. And last week, my guys, my crew, absolutely destroyed it. Ten and six. And for those of you that don't think that's a good week, I beg you to find somebody else because when you go two and ten and six every week, I absolutely love it. And for a lot of our numbers, it was literally like right there on the line. So another solid week. But as always, we're here every single day, every single Friday, which means we can't look back. We must look forward. So let's bring in the stars of the show. You know them. You love them. The same crew. Proppy is here. EC is here. Uncle Dave is here. And I don't know, gentlemen, but Uncle Dave just had a little four and two weeks, which means, Dave, you get our 15 seconds to start the show. Thank you, Coach. It's my second straight four and two week, and I've noticed some inefficiencies in the marketplace for player props, and we're going to take advantage of one of them today. Wow, what a tease. What a tease. I literally have no idea what he's talking about. So, Oh, oh none of these guys do. No one does except me and maybe oh. Jake. But other than that, <laughs> we are ready. As a reminder, all of our odds are presented by our good friends, new partners, the king of all sports books, BetMGM. Love having them on board. We are powered, as always, by the almighty sports line. And you can get all my guys and their articles and their picks way before this show if you are a sports line member. Gentlemen, let's get started. And... Last week, I thought it worked out really well, so I thought we'd do it again this week. Let's start with some special, some special picks at the top of the show. So, EC, I cannot believe you've been able to sit there this long and not utter a sound. You get to start us off. Well, thank you, Coach. I'm trying to mature as we go along here. We'll see how that goes. Uh, So, on Monday night, on our Monday night preview show, I played Evan McPherson over one and a half field goals against the Rams. That was great. It cashed in like the second quarter. He got five field goal attempts because the Rams gave up a bunch of field goals. So let's roll with the Colts' Matt Gay over one and a half field goals at minus 105. The Rams have surrendered nine made field goals in three games. Last year, they gave up two or more in 10 of 17 games for more than half the time. And let's be honest, Matt Gay is coming off one of the greatest performances a kicker has ever had. He went five for five with four 50-yard field goals on a wet field in Baltimore. I feel like this prop is nobody's going to take advantage of it, but they should. It's easy. Uh, the Rams give up a bunch of field goals. I will take it, Coach, at minus 105 on MGM. At MGM. 
you just did the kiss of death in sports betting. I feel great about it. Kiss of death. I know I did. Probably. Do you okay. ever say it's a lock? Do you ever say it's guaranteed? Not in my vocabulary, coach. Not in his. That's vocabulary. why I said people aren't going to bet it, coach, because I just said it's a lock. But I will, and it will hit, and I'm happy. When That's you put pizza message. in front You're of right. me, it's going to be gone. That's a lock. <laughs> He's what EC saying? It feels good. I don't know if it's a lock. Well, all I know is this, that if you're a talent on the number one sports betting brand in America, which is exactly what we are, and pretty soon award-winning, um, you probably don't want to say, nobody's going to bet my picks. Nobody's going to bet my picks. But you see, you're not afraid to say it. Now, I'm not Dave, afraid to say anything. We know that's true as well. Dave, bring me some sanity early in this show. What do you got? I've got another kicker prop, so I don't know how much sanity is coming. But Jason Myers, over one and a half field goals, plus 105. Odds in our favor. I always like that. The Giants have allowed multiple field goals made by opponents in every game this year. Three or more field goal attempts in each of their past two. Myers hit five field goals himself in week number three. Take that, Matt Gay. He's hit had three field goal attempts or more every game this year. Two out of three games with at least two field goals made. So to me, Jason Myers, easy to notch two field goals against the G-Men on Monday night. And by the way, for EC's bet, the Rams have also allowed three or more field goal attempts in each of their past two games. Uh, I don't know if that actually matters here because it's Matt Gay he's betting on. Oh, yeah, it is. That's who they're playing. I'm done here. Back to our insane show, Coach. <laughs> Matthew said, Coach, seeing that OG tracksuit on Uncle Dave just warms my heart. Let's go. It wouldn't be a show without the tracksuit. Who are we talking to? That's Who are we talking to? It ain't now, Uncle Dave without it. You're damn right. You're damn right. Now, Proppy, because we've changed the show, it's my apologies. I've made you wait this long to give out one of your fire picks. But when does your article come out of Sportsline? Just, I'm just curious. I can never remember. Uh, I've got three articles a week now, Coach, but my best bets article comes out usually Thursday, mid-afternoon, Thursday, late morning, uh, if you're on the West Coast. So, And then it's updated throughout the course of uh, basically between when it drops and then up until kickoff on Sunday. All of my picks that I put out across every appearance and all my articles will appear in my best bets article. All of his appearances. You know, you see, maybe someday you'll you'll be a grown up like Proppy, and you'll be on HQ all the time, and you'll be on all the different digital platforms. Oh, you don't think so? Uh, you probably, I, I probably, I don't think so either. All right, Proppy, you got three big ones in the rushing category, and we're also throwing combo props into that category as well. And I got to tell you, the conversations you and I have had the last week, not only have I learned a lot, but I've remembered. I don't question you. I just play it. You're up. Appreciate that, Coach. Yeah, we'll start off with the aforementioned combination prop. Joe Mixon under 79.5 combined rushing and receiving yards. Uh, much like last season, their opponent, the Titans, they are very strong against the run, very weak against the pass. As a result of that, they are a significant pass funnels. Teams, opponents, the Titans' opponents are shifting a 3% pass rate over expected and shifting to 2% towards the pass. They're fourth in EPA allowed per run. Rush, third in defensive rush success percentage, seventh in defensive run grade. So a very strong 
run defense. Meanwhile, Mixon has been uh, okay. He's been a little bit inefficient. He's been really inefficient, however, as a pass catcher, which is why I'm choosing to attack this from the combination standpoint. Uh, the Titans' defense have given up the third fewest targets to running backs. Mixon's averaging a terrible 0.83 yards per route run. Joe Burrow doesn't look fully healthy. So yeah, while he's not healthy, not really targeting Mixon a lot, Mixon not really doing a lot with the targets, I think this is a great spot to fade him under 79 and a half combined rushing and receiving yards. I'd play this one down to 74, 75 and a half. Then I'm going to go take a shot at the running back Rashawn Johnson over 31 and a half rushing yards. We played this guy last week. Going back to him again, uh, looked very good. And more importantly, in addition to looking good, he had he outtouched Khalil Herbert in Chicago's backfield, certainly signaling that at the very least they're in a 50-50 split. Potentially, there are whispers that he's overtaken Khalil Herbert as the starting uh, running back in that Chicago backfield. Uh 38% of the team's rushing attempts last week, which is a high number considering how much Justin Fields runs as well. Now he's facing a Broncos defense, 32nd in EPA allowed per rush, 31st in defensive run grade. Just got absolutely destroyed by Miami's pair of running backs last week. I think Rashawn Johnson's going to handle 8 to 12 carries at a minimum in this game love him to fly over 31 and a half rushing yards a bet i also really like which will very likely be featured in my article that comes out tomorrow uh, as far as my favorite long shots is concerned you can bet rashawn johnson to have 75 rushing yards at plus 1000 10 to 1 odds that is a bet i really like there is a tease for you there and then last but not least in addition to these two running backs uh, we are going to go to Rico Dowdle, the running back for Dallas. He is the backup to uh, Tony Pollard, going over 13 and a half rushing yards. He is firmly entrenched as Pollard's backup. He's looked pretty good to running the ball past the eye test as far as I'm concerned. He's averaging six carries per game. Uh, if he gets six carries, 14 rushing yards is a pretty small ask. Dallas is also running the football more than any team in the NFL this season. In addition to that, Tony Pollard has just had some massive workloads. He has had at least 25 carries in back-to-back -back games, or excuse me, 23 carries in back-to-back -back games with 30 touches averaging in each of those games. I don't think that's sustainable. We've also seen Pollard's efficiency drop as a result, in my opinion, of those big workloads. I think they're going to have to give some of these other carries uh, to Dowdle to keep Pollard fresh. And as I mentioned, Dallas runs the ball as much as any team in the NFL. Even when they were down against the Cardinals last week, they were running the football a ton. So I love his chances to get us 14 rushing yards. Very small number, very small ask. You are getting some big-time props in the chat based off what you did last night. Let me remind the people. Michael says, probably nailed that Laporta reception under. I was dead wrong about his yards under as well. Now, Maestro had the over. That hit easy because he had a long catch. But Proppy, at halftime, your boy had four catches. And hey, everybody was saying, oh, oh, that's going to – what happened, Proppy, with that? That's the beauty of playing unders. There's just so many more ways for an under to cash. Last night was a great example. Obviously, I was on a little bit of a lucky side there that the game script was such where there was minimal passing volume in the second half. But that's why you play unders is because there's just so many different ways for them to come through. So that was certainly a welcome sight. And I appreciate the guy uh, who was ragging on the pick coming back to eat crow. Uh, respect for that. 
it was nice crow though. It was very very nice crow though. A lot no, of I agree. It's very nice. Yeah. In, in this business, it doesn't happen very often. Everybody they talk and then they don't own it. We own everything at this show, good, bad, or otherwise, except for EC. Now, Dave, <laughs> let me come to you because you got one running back, and I got to tell you, I absolutely love. I don't know if it's your favorite play of the week, but this guy I felt like was running in mud last week. That's what he looked like to me. What did he look like to you? He looked like a guy who didn't give his coach a run game, and we're going to talk about that. It's Rashad White under 52 and a half rush yards at minus 118. I would take it at minus at uh, under 51 and a half if you can find it. That was the original line that I saw that. So shop around a little bit, try and find the best under you can, coach. When asked about the Bucks run game after their loss on Monday night, Coach Todd Bull said, quote, we didn't have one. And he was right because they were stymied against a good run defense. And six days later, we're going to see them run against the Saints. He, they've given up just 3.9 yards per carry, but ranked sixth best in rushes of. Uh, sorry about that, guys. That sounds bad. But the reality of the situation is that Rashad White isn't a great running back. He's not an effective running back. There's more on this on Sportsline. We're taking the under on Rashad White, 52 and a half rush yards at minus 118. Boom, and that's how you give a take right there. EC, I'm coming to you because Zach Moss, Zach Moss, explain to me why you believe that on the ground he won't get it done, but you put him together, we like it. By the way, Coach, I'm upset this show is on a Friday instead of a Thursday because I benched David Montgomery last night for Rashad White. Had I seen David Prop, I did in a league that. Don't I'm in you Proppy. know that I do rankings, EC? I literally have it out there for any human being with an internet connection to go look at. That's what I deserve. What can I say? Ne next time I got you. Next time I got Thank you. you. I, I I will do better next time. But I'm sure a guy that you have high in your rankings, which obviously I haven't looked at yet, is Zach Moss. And is over 87 and a half rushing plus receiving yards at minus 110. So they're treating this guy in Indianapolis like he's Jonathan Taylor, giving him 75 or 76 percent plus snap count in both games that he's played. And he's averaging 27 touches and 126 total yards in those two games that he's played in. The Rams are fourth worst against zone runs, give up about 5.3 yards a carry. And Moss has 85 percent zone runs this year. Also a good sign. Also, one other thing, so Moss and Anthony Richardson have not played a full game together, but in Anthony Richardson's only full game, he threw seven passes to Colts running backs. Expect Zach Moss to get his catches, and I expect him to get his rushing yards. So let's say 65 rushing yards, 35 receiving yards. I would play this up to 99 and a half, and it's 87 and a half. We'll take it at minus 110. <laughs> Sometimes when you throw some numbers, I'm like, what did he just say? Hey, I, I would play it up to 100 yards. They're gonna, they're no. going to work him into the ground, Coach. They are going to work him into the ground before Jonathan Taylor comes back. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just making a point as a host of the show and the greatest host in America. I've got to add a little sizzle to the steak. You know what I'm saying, uh, Dave? Let me come back to you. Uh, qu uh, chat question: Rashad White under 14 and a half rush attempts. I'm tempted to take that under. I just think the yardage is a little bit better. We have seen the Bucks. If it's a close game, just keep feeding their running backs. So I, that one's worth a sprinkle, but I think the yardage is really where I want to be. All right, probably go. According to NFL's next-gen stats, 
Rashad White has been the least efficient, least effective starting running back in the NFL this season by a significant margin. It's negative 65 rushing yards over expected so far this season. Running in mud is good by comparison. Is an Arizona State alum? Can you be surprised? <laughs> oh, that that's an unnecessary shot. It's unnecessary. Funny, but unnecessary. And by the way, all three of these guys just gave you next level stats, not next gen, next level stats. Do you want to do the work? I didn't think so. Now, I tell you where I do want to work, where I have been working, that's BetMGM. So for those of you who haven't signed up yet, come on, let's go. New BetMGM customers can sign up today and get 200 bucks in bonus bets. Just place your first wager of at least $10, and you'll receive $200 instantly in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome with bonus code EDGE200. And before you all go crazy, existing customers, hey, we're working on something for you too. It takes a little while. You got to go through, you know, there's rules. You can't just throw stuff out there. There's rules that we have to play by, and we will, and we will still have fun. So thank you, and thank you to all of you who signed up the last month. Love being on board with BetMGM. We also love being on almost every single day. Finally, they realized at CBS Sports HQ, either I have the early edge crew on, or I'm just not giving out our best. So they've done that, and we say thank you. Did you notice a line in that promo? And I'm coming to Proppy next, so it just makes sense. A legend adding to his legacy. I kind of feel like that's what you're doing every single week, Alex. You know what I mean? You know what thank I mean? you, Coach. Appreciate that. Well. Now let's talk receiving props. You've got one big one for me, and I love this name. I lo I'm not going to steal their thunder, but I just love saying it. Who am I talking about? I have two, Coach, but I will start with my favorite. Hopefully, uh, I'm not sure which one we're talking about, but we'll go with Jordan Addison first, over 38 and a half receiving yards. Didn't have the big performance that I was expecting last week. I thought it had all the makings of a potential spike week. Still just barely managed to go over his receiving line, but there was a lot to be encouraged by. Had 80% route participation. That is a season high. Finally looks like he's become a full-time player in this high-volume Minnesota passing attack. Uh, also, which is very encouraging, he has a higher, seemed to be a higher priority than K.J. Osborne as far as the pecking order is concerned. Uh, eight of his targets were first-read targets compared to Osborne's two. That's certainly a encouraging sign as well. He's drawing targets deep down the field, which you love to see. And at only 38-and-a-half receiving yards, he can fly over this in two reception so give me jordan addison over 38 and a half receiving yards i played this one up to 42 and a half and then last but not least reishi rice over 25 and a half receiving yards i absolutely love this guy but the chiefs they are the highest volume passing team in the nfl 10 percent pass rate over expected 14% pass rate over expected on first down. That is number one in the NFL. Uh, the Jets have also been giving up a lot of big plays, and the Chiefs have done an excellent job at protecting Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes this season, very good in pass protection. Uh, as far as the Chiefs' other receivers are concerned, they have been highly, highly uh, inefficient. I'm talking particularly Sky Moore and Marquez Valdez Scantling. Uh, and then we've seen guys off of the Chiefs bench like Justin Watson and the aforementioned Rasheed Rice have been very effective. But what was really encouraging last week was he saw 51% route participation. It looks to me as if Rice has begun to overtake Sky Moore as far as uh, playing time in this Chiefs option. I really think before the season 
season ends, he will end up being the second option uh, in the Chiefs' aerial attack, which is incredibly valuable. But at just 25 yards here, you just need two receptions. He's going to be on the field a bunch. He was the second highest rookie wide receiver, according to PFF, last week as far as their grades are concerned. His yards per route run are phenomenal. Expected yards per route run are phenomenal. The metrics on this guy are off the chart. Uh, he's also running a ton of routes out of the slot, which is very encouraging as well. Those are very valuable targets. And that's where Sky Moore uh, primarily works as well. So I think as soon as this week, he could overtake Sky Moore. And even if he doesn't, to just get 26 yards, he doesn't need to overtake Sky Moore. But I do think that there is certainly a lot of signs that indicate that he has overtaken Sky Moore. So I love Rasheed Rice, both long-term and especially this week, over 25 and a half receiving yards. It kind of feels like one of those situations where you get the number before it gets to where we can't play it three or four weeks from right now big time question in the chat very serious very serious matthew says there's no cat or 90s film on proppy shirt today should we be concerned <laughs> the goose actually is right in front of me and he's taking my notes and he's making muffins on them and making a lot of noise so unfortunately i can't show you him but he's right here so hopefully Maybe. he can make an appearance by the end of the stream do you he's, know what goose literally like almost attacked on camera last week it was it was very very scary goose is in a world of his own he's like hey i need some attention too love goose he's, he's wreaking havoc as we speak <laughs> as we speak all right dave i'm coming to you big boy because there are a lot of different receivers that are showing up and then there's a lot of different ways that you guys have been teaching me this year to play certain guys i'm really normally not in the longest reception market but I'm really starting to enjoy it. And you got one today. What do you got? I am too. And it's on a, a pass catcher who really hasn't shown up this year. And I'm going to bank on that continuing on. It's Dallas Goddard under 17 and a half yards for his longest reception at minus 120. Another line that you need to shop around on. I initially liked it at under 16 and a half at minus 111. But when you can get the extra yard, even if it means a little more juice, I think you take it on this specific type of bet. And so let's start here. Goddard's longest catch in 2023 is 13 yards. And Goddard has seen plenty of targets, 14 in his last two games. But the average depth of throw on those targets is 4.5 yards. That's a massive career low for this guy. In fact, he's only seen one target travel more than 15 yards this season, and he dropped it as he was falling out of bounds. Dallas Goddard, ladies and gentlemen. He's <laughs> going to take on the commanders who have been great against tight ends all season, cleaning up against the Bills last week, even doing all that they could to contain Zach Ertz, both on the scoreboard and from gaining yards after the catch in week one. That made me notice something about the commanders. All told, they've allowed just 29 yards after the catch on 11 receptions by tight ends. That's barely two yards total Ooh. per catch. That's low. And Goddard really isn't getting a lot of downfield play to begin with. So I think this is a really good opportunity to bank on Goddard, continuing to not get, well, he's been getting a ton of targets, just not a lot of catches and certainly not very deep throws. But he's the third option on the second most run-heavy offense in the National Football League in a difficult matchup. So I'm staying away from Dallas Goddard as far as non-PPR and fantasy goes, and certainly on this bet. 
under 17 and a half yards for his longest reception. I'll be brief on this other one, another tight end. Adam Troutman, under one and a half catches at plus money, plus 110. He has zero receptions in his last two games. Now we're expecting him to get two. He's played 144 snaps. He's run around on just 61% of them. He has a target per route run rate of 9.1% on the season. And over the past two weeks, it's below 5%. And you don't even know who Adam Troutman is anyway. So we're taking the under on those receptions. One and a half of them at plus money. 110. <laughs> Before we get 10, 10 tweets, who does he play for again? I'm going to make you look it up. You're, you make me look it up. I'm asking for the chat. Oh, okay. I know. I know. Uh, let's see if anybody in the chat even knows who Adam Troutman is. <laughs> okay, I'll make him look it up too. All right. Yes. Real quick, just wanted to piggyback on Dave's Goddard play. I absolutely love that. Last season, Dallas Goddard led all tight ends in average depth of target. This year, I think he actually has the lowest average depth of target of any starting tight end, which is just a drastic shift. Uh, and as a result, the Eagles are choosing to use him a lot in the short area passing game, and 25% of his targets have been on screen passes. So I just think this is such a sharp look by Dave. Absolutely endorse that one. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. Now, as many of you know, I'm pretty big on TikTok. And so far with my – I don't – Dave always laughs at that. I am 3-0 and in my locks of the week. I, I encourage you to go watch my TikTok because this week, EC, I have the Cincinnati Bengals as my lock of the week minus 2.5. And, and one of the biggest reasons is because they figured out who their best player is last week. And they said, we're going to use him and use him and use him and use him. Who am I talking about? Well, we're talking about uh, Jamar Chase over six and a half receptions at minus 135. So, Coach, they're giving him a target share on the year of 26.2%. But I love the first read share. So, Joe Burrow's first read, 35.8% of the time is to Jamar Chase. Now, they, Tennessee plays primarily zone defense against zone. Uh, his target share is 31.3%, and Chase's first read share. 43.4%. Joe Burrow, the offensive line for Cincinnati hasn't been that great. Burrow's kind of banged up. He doesn't want to stand back there and take time. He wants to get rid of the ball quickly. This six and a half receptions looks like a gift. Also, when you figure, five receivers in three games have topped this mark against Tennessee. Five. That's two on two teams. It's crazy. Jamar Chase, at least seven catches at minus 135. All right. My second play in this one, we're going to go with Mike Evans under 59 and a half receiving yards at minus 115. And the reason we're doing this is because there's a chance the guy may get kicked out of the game at some point, as we saw happen last year. So he has this rivalry with the Saints' Marshawn Lattimore. And Lattimore, when he shadows Mike Evans in four, in four games that he's done this, three times Evans has finished below 50 yards. On 29 targets with Lattimore as the closest defender in his career, uh, Evans has only caught 14 of them. Not very good, below 50%. A lot of more this year has also been elite. It's allowing a 41.7% catch rate and a 20.8% passer rating, or 20.8 passer rating in coverage. That is phenomenal. We will fade Mike Evans this week. You want to play Chris Godwin? Great. Mike Evans, not going to do well. Plus, you may get kicked out of the game. They may fight again, and that'd be great. We'll take that. Listen, after what Luke Musgrave getting knocked out of the game in the first half, I need one to go my way. So let's go Mike Evans, get kicked out again. And then finally, this is my favorite bet I have found across any sport all week, and I mean that. Jalen Waddle over 59.5 receiving yards at minus 120. It might have ticked up to 
which is where I got it on the Sportsline website. So in the two games that he's played, he has a 14.7% target share. That's fine. Last year in the two games that he played with Tua, he had four catches for 102 against the Bills and three catches for 114 yards in a snowstorm in Buffalo. Weather's going to be perfect this weekend, which is rare for Buffalo. But hey, we'll take it. When Tua played a full game last year, Jalen Waddell was over this in 10 of 12 games. In two games that he's played this year, he has 78 yards and 86 yards. And oh, by the way, Buffalo, they like to focus on Tyreek Hill. In the regular season last year, he only had 33 and 69 yards receiving. Play this Jalen Waddell prop with confidence, as I am. I'm hammering it. And I'm, I would play it up to 74 and a half. I think it's going to be a shootout this week. I absolutely think it's going to be a shootout. A lot of the sharp people think the Bills win big. We'll see. We'll see. But that is a Sunday game. We still have plenty to come here at CBS on Saturday. College football, it's our bread and butter. Let's go. I understand the difference between CBS The Network and CBS Sports Network. Two different things. Those three games on CBS Sports Network, which is where I feel like this show will ultimately land very, very soon. Now, I'm staring at two plays left. And I love me some passing props, especially, Dave, when we can lean in to a youngster in Houston. That, let's be honest. When you talked about the three first-round picks, this was the guy that we said would take the longest to get right. He's been the best, and it hasn't been close. Talk to me. There's a well-known fantasy writer who predicted that C.J. Stroud would be the best quarterback of this draft class. Maybe not for fantasy, but certainly as far as talent goes. It's C.J. Stroud, and we're taking the over on his pass attempts at 33-and-a-half. Man, that's low. And the odds are in our favor, guys. Even money. Shop around on that one. Through three games, Stroud's averaging huh, – 40.3 pass attempts per game. That's a four and then a zero and then a dot and then a three. The only time he's been below 44 pass attempts this year was last week in a blowout win at Jacksonville. What? The Texans are blowing people out? That's crazy. This game against the Steelers is going to be more competitive, not a blowout. And I know the Steelers' run defense has been great, and you'd think that maybe the Texans would try and attack that. No, it doesn't matter. Houston can't run the ball anyway. You can ask anybody that's got Damian Pierce on their fantasy team. They will tell you. Stroud, meanwhile, has been awesome. He's completed almost 65% of his throws. He ranks top 10 in yards per attempt with zero interceptions. And most importantly, he's thrown at the seventh highest rate. Almost 64% of his snaps have been passes. Of course, he's attempting 40 per game. The quarterbacks who the Pittsburgh have faced this year include Brock Purdy, 29 attempts, that was in a blowout win. And Deshaun Watson and Jimmy Garoppolo were the other two. They had at least 40 attempts against the Steelers. So this all sets up perfectly for Stroud to just keep slinging the football down the field, and somehow they're giving us even lower juice than normal. This is my favorite prop of the week, C.J. Stroud, over 33.5 pass attempts at plus 100. The other one is the one where we're talking about a little bit of inefficiency. When I went shopping for Russell Wilson's player props against the Bears, the original line was 240.5 at minus 123. But some sports books will allow you to take over 250 yards or 275 yards, you know, those big numbers. And I found one sports book that has an alternate line of over 249.5 passing yards at plus 113. So I can add nine yards to the bet and get a massive odd swing in my favor? Ah, that's cool. Thank you, Sportsbook, which shall not be named now. And this is just the combination 
of a player who's playing better than he did last year taking advantage of an amazing matchup. Russell Wilson, compared last year to this year, better in completion rate, better in yards per attempt, better in touchdown rate. That's obviously a big thing. And better in off-target rate. In fact, he's top six in each of those last three statistics. He's taken on a Bears defense that couldn't put pressure on a wound. You can look up those numbers on Sportsline. This bet's about to show up there. And it gets even better. On passes of 15 or more air yards, Chicago ranks in the bottom five in completion rate allowed and yards after catch per reception. So they stink at the deep ball. Guess who's throwing the deep ball a lot? It's Russell Wilson. This Broncos team got embarrassed by the Dolphins last week. Sean Payton, a fellow Chicagoan like me, coming back to his hometown, looking out for blood like Saw X. So I fully expect Russell Wilson to bounce back in a major way. Let's take the over on his passing yards. Let's take it with plus money. Alternate line over 249 and a half yards at plus 113. Did you just say Saw X is the, like the new uh, thriller movie? That's correct. Wow. You there will be blood in Chicago. You and Sia all over the movies and the music reference. Uh, by the way, Big G says, I love the Stroud prop from Dave. Boom. Uh, a couple little rapid fires. Uh, Proppy, let me come to you first. Do you like Nico Collins? 51 and a half is the number. Uh, I'd lean over on Nico Collins. I'd really like Tank Dell, though. If I were to pick a wide receiver for the Houston Texans, it would be him. Patrick Peterson's going to have a hard time chasing him around. Okay. EC, Derrick Henry over 69 and a half rushing yards. Boy, I would stay away from this one, Coach. I know Cincinnati's run defense hasn't been great. They played okay on Monday night against Kyron Williams, but Tennessee's offensive line is a disaster. I would just stay away. Dave, Dell, 45 and a half. Oh, that's a fun one to take the over on just because you know what his upside is and he's playing more. He's getting more targets per game. And we just talked about how CJ Stroud's going to throw a lot. Guess who's going to be on the other end of about six or seven of those targets? Tank Dell. Tank Dell. Uh, by the way, for a few of you in there that asked the same question four or five times, you don't need to do it four or five times. Either I'm going to ask it or I'm not. But doing it four or five times probably makes me not want to ask it. But I'm going to ask it. Justin Fields, Proppy, over 55, 56, 57 rushing yards. He's taking on the Broncos this week. I do like his rushing prop in this matchup specifically. Uh, Denver's rush defense have been absolutely porous, dismal, pretty much every uh, negative adjective that you can come up with. Uh, this is do or die for Justin Fields here. I think he's going to rely heavily on his legs. Can't ask for a better matchup. It's do or die, Proppy says. Now, Bitsy, who I'm still convinced that it's either your brother or your sister, all hail EC, Bitsy says. Uh, I'm an only Keenan child, Allen. by the way. Only What's child. That? I'm an only child. Oh, so it's neither. Yeah. My bad. Uh, Keenan Allen, plus 150 to have at least 100 yards receiving. I mean, I don't know. In uh, L.A., they have Quentin Johnston. They're going to unveil him. We're going to finally see what he does. We're going to see what happens with uh, Josh Palmer. You want to play a little juice on, on Keenan Allen. I, I would defer to the other guys here. I don't know. Dave, what do you think? Where is he in your rankings, I would I would guess? Oh, right. well, as far as fantasy goes, he's a must-start receiver, but a lot of that has to do with the number of catches he's going to get. You get points for those in most fantasy leagues. I'd stay away from this one because he can still have a very impactful game without going over 100 yards. All right. Very, very good. By the way, Mike, I'm just messing. I'm always just messing on the show. He goes, thanks, Coach. Sorry for blasting the chat. Hey, as long as your name isn't Big Cheesy, 
I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. All right, now with you a know, Z, no less. What's that? Big cheesy with a Z. With a Z. With a Z. <laughs> All right, you guys know we end this show a little bit differently. We don't go through every single play. We put them up on the screen. Then I ask my guys, what's their favorite from one of the other cappers? That's how we do it differently on this show. So, EC, let me start with you. Of the others that you see on the board, what do you like the most? Boy, there are so many good ones, Coach, but I'm going to go with Dave's uh, Rashad White under 52 and a half rushing yards because I made a terrible decision last night, and I'm just going to own it and benching David Montgomery. But I also want to throw one at Proppy. I saw in his Sportsline article that he had Jerry Judy over 53 and a half receiving yards. That was one that just missed the cut for me. I think that's a great play as well. All right. Look at you bringing forward the Sportsline article for everybody and giving out it free information when they are paying no I'm kidding I'm absolutely <laughs> kidding Proppy which ones do you like of EC's or Uncle Dave's uh, I've got one from each I like Zach Moss a lot this week just been really encouraged by his usage uh, with the Colts I think playing alongside Anthony Richardson will open up a lot of running lanes for him as well and I mentioned this uh, when Dave gave it out but I love the Dallas Goddard look uh, just his role in this offense just not drawing targets down the field whatsoever Dave mentioned as well the Eagles have been a low volume passing team this season too so I think that's a great look by the way, speaking of the Eagles, do not, and I repeat, sometimes you got to learn your lesson. They're going to start rolling. They're going to start rolling. Lay whatever. Coach, yes. I'll give you I'll give you nine points if you want them, if you want the commanders this week. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? I'm rolling with you. I'm with you on the Eagles now. I learned my lesson. That was a hard watch. That was a hard watch, watching the Bucks try to do anything against that defense you know we've all done that right you make a pick and you realize instantly it's a wrong pick like two minutes in and yeah. it's like the longest game of your life right <laughs> like, what did i just do you paid what me in the third quarter i appreciate that on monday night dave <laughs> thanks for paying me coach really sweet of you i went out and i bought this fake indianapolis colts shirt uh, my favorite player prop is going to be Jordan Addison over 38 and a half receiving yards at minus 115 from Proppy. And and by the way, two tips of the cap. Number one to Proppy, I'm actually following his lead on Rashad White. I believe he had him last week. And number two, kudos to the National Football League who rescinded the suspensions of Nicholas Petit Frere and Jamison Williams on Friday for sports wagering violations. They changed their rules. They are both going to come back two games early. Nice of the NFL to do something good by the players. It's very nice of the NFL. Very nice of the NFL. By the way, Matthew, as coach, you got to get up to EC on that zing. No, I do not. I absolutely do not. All by right, the way, coach, let me just point out, this is a Cubs shirt because I still have a little faith left. Dave, I I wouldn't wear cold stuff. Come on. That's even worse. That was the line of the week. I'm though. a White Sox guy. It does oh, look like I'm a fake cold. It does look it like does a look cold. Yeah. It does. It I really, really does. Yeah. 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 yeah, it really does. Great call by Dave. Great call by Dave. All right. <clears throat> by the way, I meant to tell you all because there's so many new people. We have the numbers. EC literally texts me every single day. You guys have helped us grow Sportsline into an absolute juggernaut. But there's a lot of you who still aren't members yet. So we got to do you a solid. He keeps signing up every single day. So use a promo code coach. And I'm going to give you 60% off a quarterly plan. 
Three guys walked up to me and three guys walked up to me in the gym the other day. Said, Coach, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. So, EC, did I not text you and send you a screenshot? And what did you tell me? I said, it works perfectly, Coach. Get him to sign up. Let's go. They were hitting the annual plan instead of the quarterly plan. Listen to the instructions. It's for three months, and there's three different selections, monthly, quarterly, or annually. Do I really have to lead you to the water and help you drink? Come on. Gentlemen, as always, great freaking job. Do not forget, we are back Sunday at noon Eastern and 7.30 p.m. Eastern with primetime early edge. We count on every single 1 o'clock game, 4 o'clock game. There is a 9.30 a.m. Eastern game on Sunday morning. Don't get shut out on that one. And then, of course, Sunday night football, the Chiefs and the Jets. And, oh, thank goodness, Taylor Swift and all the Swifties are scheduled to appear one more time. Can't wait for that. Can't wait for all you crying on social media. Dude, I just watched some football. Why do I have to show her? Oh, shut up. It's a great storyline. I love Travis Kelsey. 87. He's my tight end. What a fun show. What a fun show today. Have a great weekend. Pay it forward. Good luck on the college football. Good luck on the NFL. And thank you for rolling with us. So with all that being said, <clears throat> there's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these prop tickets straight to the pay window. For my attacker, Lobo, EC, Proppy, Uncle Dave, and oh, my man Snake, always on the ones and the twos. I am simply the coach trying to keep this prop train on said track. We grind for you so we can win with you. It's truly what we're all about right here at the one and only Early Edge. Good luck. Good luck.